Hello and welcome to Thoughts from the Bible. I am Adam Zander and have been serving as a missionary in Romania for over a decade. Join me every week as we look at simple thoughts from the Bible to help us in our daily walk with Christ and our relationships with our fellow man. Hello once again from Romania. I hope your day is going well wherever you are located. Today we will continue our series from the book of Isaiah. Last time we looked at a message from chapter 7 entitled, The Virgin Birth. The virgin birth is a very important subject. This week we will look at a message from chapter 8 called, A Stone of Stumbling. Our verses for today are found in Isaiah chapter 8 verses 13 through 15. Isaiah chapter 8 verses 13 and 15. If you have a Bible today, I would encourage you to follow along with the verses we're going to read today. Isaiah chapter 8 verses 13 through 15. Sanctify the Lord of hosts himself, and let him be your fear, and let him be your dread, and he shall be for a sanctuary, but for a stone of stumbling, and for a rock of offense to both the houses of Israel, for a gin and for a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And many among them shall stumble and fall and be broken and be snared and be taken. Verse 14 says, The Lord will be a sanctuary for some, but for others a stone of stumbling. Every person has a choice. The Lord can be your savior and sanctuary or a stone to stumble over. You must decide what you will do with the Lord Jesus Christ. In 1 Peter, we have two quotes from the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 28, verse 16, and Isaiah 8, verse 14. Let's read that passage. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 3 through 8. If so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is contained in this scripture, Behold, I lay in Sion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Unto you therefore which believe he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. Peter, through the Holy Spirit, makes it clear that this stone, spoken of in Isaiah, is Jesus Christ himself. And then Acts chapter 4, verses 10 and 11. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which is become the head of the corner." 
We are going to look at two ways people stumble when they hear the gospel or about how Jesus Christ paid for their sins. We will then look at the result of this stumbling. First today, we have a stone of stumbling. People often stumble when they hear the gospel. They hesitate, not quite believing what they hear. Israel did this. The Bible says they stumbled when they heard the gospel. They instead trusted in their own righteousness. Let's read that in Romans chapter 9, verses 30 through 33. What shall we say then, that the Gentiles, which follow not after righteousness, have attained to righteousness, even the righteousness which is of faith? But Israel, which followed after the law of righteousness, hath not attained to the law of righteousness. Wherefore, because they sought it not by faith, but as it were by the works of a law, for they stumbled at that stumbling stone. As it is written, Behold, I lay in Sion a stumbling stone and rock of offense, and whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. People stumble because of a lack of faith. They would rather trust in themselves, tradition, a priest, a church, or perhaps the writings of men. People have a very hard time putting 100% of their faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone to save them. The works of the law or good works will never be enough to save a person from their sins. Romans chapter 3 verses 20 through 24. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So the Bible makes it clear that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Your good works and your righteousness is not good enough to please God. And now let's read one more passage that speaks about this. Romans chapter 4 verses 1 through 8. What shall we say then that Abraham our father, as pertaining to the flesh, hath found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Even as David also describeth the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness without works, saying, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven, and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. 
So first today, we have a stone of stumbling. People often stumble when they hear the gospel. They hesitate. They do not quite believe that salvation is simply trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ alone. Second today, we have a rock of offense in verse 14 from our passage in Isaiah. Jesus Christ is offensive to people. Why is this? We will look at a few reasons. First, Jesus exposes their sin. Jesus boldly exposed the sin of the Pharisees and religious leaders. The sinners knew they were sinners. Jesus did not need to tell them that. They were condemned already. Let's read a few passages. John chapter 15 verses 21 through 24. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. If I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not had sin. But now they have no cloak for their sin. He that hateth me hateth my father also. If I had not done among them the works which none other man did, they had not had sin. But now have they both seen and hated both me and my father." So Jesus exposed their sin and they hated him for it. And then John chapter 3 verses 19 through 21. And this is the condemnation that light is come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For every one that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Second, Jesus Christ shows people their righteousness is not good enough to gain favor with God. Jesus made it clear that the righteousness of the Jews was not enough. It had to go well beyond the exterior good works. He came to save sinners, not the self-righteous. Luke chapter 5, verses 30 and 32. But their scribes and Pharisees murmured against his disciples, saying, Why do ye eat and drink with publicans and sinners? And Jesus answering said unto them, They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Luke chapter 18, verses 9 through 14. And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus within himself, God, I thank thee that I am not like as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week, I give tithes of all that I possess." And the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For every one that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted." So why is Jesus Christ offensive to people? First, because Jesus exposes their sin. And second, he shows them their righteousness is not enough to gain favor with God.
Number three, he tells them the truth and not lies. John chapter 1, verse 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And now let's read John chapter 8, verses 39 through 47. They answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus saith unto them, If ye were Abraham's children, ye would do the works of Abraham. But now ye seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the truth, which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. Ye do the deeds of your father. Then said they unto him, We be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech, even because ye cannot hear my word? Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, ye believe me not. Which of you convinceth me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. So Jesus is offensive to people because he tells them the truth and not lies. So what is the result when people stumble over Jesus Christ? Notice the result is progressive in Isaiah chapter 8, verse 14. And many among them shall stumble and fall and be broken and be snared and be taken. We find a companion passage in Isaiah chapter 28. They heard the word of God, and it broke them in the end. Let's read that. Isaiah chapter 28, verses 13 through 17. But the word of the Lord was unto them precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, that they might go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken. Wherefore, hear the word of the Lord, ye scornful men that rule this people which is in Jerusalem. Because ye have said, We have made a covenant with death, and with hell are we at agreement. When the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come unto us, for we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood have we hid ourselves. Therefore thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious corner stone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. Judgment also will I lay to the line, and righteousness to the plummet. And the hail shall sweep away the refuge of lies, and the waters shall overflow the hiding place. So first they stumbled. The first result is obvious. They will stumble. They will question and not believe in the gospel. Or perhaps they will consider it later, but not today. So first, people stumble over Jesus Christ. Second, they fall. Falling is worse than stumbling. When you stumble, you can catch yourself. You are still standing. But when you fall, you are down. 
At some point, they might finally fall. They start to close their hearts to the truth of the gospel. The reason people fall is because of their pride. They think they are good enough to get into heaven on their own good works or merit. They think their righteousness outweighs their sin and God will give them eternal life. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18, the Bible tells us, Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Third, they are broken. The word of God can break you. When you reject Jesus Christ, you risk being broken. Sin and the devil will also break you. It is simply the result of rejecting God's way and choosing your way instead. Isaiah chapter 30 verses 12 through 14. Wherefore, thus saith the Holy One of Israel, because ye despise this word, and trust in oppression and perverseness, and stay thereon. Therefore, this iniquity shall be to you as a breach ready to fall, swelling out in a high wall, whose breaking cometh suddenly at an instant. And he shall break it as the breaking of the potter's vessel that is broken in pieces. He shall not spare so that there shall not be found in the bursting of it assured to take fire from the hearth or to take water withal out of the pit. At this point, maybe you have stumbled or fallen on this stone, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. But if you continue to reject the Lord, this stone will one day break you. Matthew chapter 21, verses 42 through 44. Jesus saith unto them, Did ye never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected? The same is become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore say I unto you, The kingdom of God shall be taken from you, and given to a nation, bringing forth the fruit thereof. And whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken." But on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. The good news is, when you are broken, you may be ready to obey God. God is still there. He is near to those that have a broken heart and looking for a way out. If that is you today, call on the Lord Jesus Christ to save you. Psalms chapter 34 verse 18, The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Psalms 147 verse 3, He healeth the broken in heart, and bindeth up their wounds. Number four, they are snared. Rejecting God's way and living in your sin will snare you. It often happens without you realizing it. The devil is very good at deceiving people. Sin will deceive and snare you. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 25 and 26. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God, peradventure, will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. Last, they are taken. The last step is being taken. When you reject Jesus Christ, you will one day be caught, and you will not be able to break free. God in his righteousness and holiness will have no choice but to cast you into the lake of fire. That is the sad end to those who reject Jesus.
So today, from Isaiah chapter 8, we saw that many people stumble when they are presented with the Lord Jesus Christ. Every person has a choice. The Lord can be your Savior and sanctuary, or a stone to stumble over. You must decide what you will do with Jesus Christ. I hope this lesson on Isaiah chapter 8 was a help in that you will consider the Lord Jesus Christ today. He died for your sins on the cross and is waiting for you to call on him to save you. Please go to him in prayer today. Confess you are a sinner and ask him to save you, trusting only in him to save you from your sins. Next time, Lord willing, we will look at another message from the book of Isaiah. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day.